With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Morning, everyone. Welcome. It is the leap day. It's February the 29th. Can you believe that? Um, actually, if you've been, if you're born on the 29th of February, do you think we'll get one person who will text in to tell us they were born on February 29? Please do. We'd love to talk to you. Got a big show. Adam Collins is going to join us. The first test starts between New Zealand and Australia. Straight up after us, 9 a.m. on SEN. He's going to chat about uh, the big game at Basin Reserve. I'm looking forward to that. And then this lineup: Johnny from Epping, Gareth Hall to talk about the King and uh, the King Eternal, Georgie Samuel, Sammy Edmund. Questions without notice. So much to get our teeth in on the whispers sitting across the desk from me. Welcome to you, Tim Watson. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, everybody. Yes, um, there was a lot of you about the Melbourne performance last night. A lot of you. And we need to go into more detail about that a little later in the program, too, when we're just unpacking it. Because 38 points to Demons. Mm. And a win over the Blues. Um, let's give those plonkers a headline that can't quite um, work out the irony. See, we continue to make headlines <laughs> about our read everything into the pre-season competition. They just took us seriously, Wisp. They did. They did. Um, they did. They did. Yeah, we will have a chat about that. It was interesting last night. It uh, was very... Demons fans would be a bit happier with what they saw. Well, did you... Were you sort of uh, sort of fiddling back and forwards and just uh, hitting the button and going back and watching a little bit of the Matildas? Yeah, and I turned over at one stage to watch the Matildas and two goals... A goal got kicked, went back into the middle, whatever they do, and then... The Uzbekistan girl tried to clear it off the line, he kicked it into the face of another Uzbekistan girl, and we got another goal. So I thought, oh, well, I think we got that one covered at 10 zip. Well, the first one came in 35 seconds. It was a deflection from one of their defenders, too, into the back of the net. So it wasn't a great start for them. But uh, I don't know whether you get much out of that other than you get the opportunity to go yeah, and play Olympics. in the Paris Olympics. That's what you get out of it. And the crowd, like if the crowd went there hoping that they're going to see Goals. a lot of scoring, well, they got their, they got their yeah, uh, reward eight as well. Eight zip at half time, yeah. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Um, it was it, I don't know. What, what what's the temperature in Uzbekistan at the moment? Minus one. I did hear the commentator say that they've gone from a minus one to thirty six degrees. <laughs> no wonder they lost. That may be effective them, but we're, a lot of our girls have come from other parts of the world too. They've been playing in different parts of the world yes, too. So, um, but anyway, they. Uh, unfortunately, they just looked like they were completely outclassed. But your mob. Your mob looked very, very good. How'd you go yesterday? Because you had your big uh, footy day yesterday. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We had a what did you uh, learn? fox day. What did I learn? A few interesting things. I learned from a fox point of view, the viewing numbers, this is where the world's going, right? Mm. 45% of people watch fox footy on the traditional in the traditional manner, like a Foxtel box at home or yep. wherever you watch it. 55% streaming. 
Right. So of the hundred percent of people that have Fox and watch Fox, fifty five percent of them are no, streaming. No, the games. So they watch footy on stream. They fifty five percent watch it on a streaming uh, device, whether it be phone or laptop or, right. or somewhere other than the more traditional viewing. So that, that's just the way the world's going. Right. So like the numbers were the best they've ever been, like world record numbers last week year, um, and it's majority of it's from a streaming platform. So. It's interesting. Mm. I thought anyway. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, whatever it means, it's it's very well, very, very interesting. It it's a little bit above my pay scale. What you're talking too, about? But, um, that's why you, all these apps and Hubble that's about yeah. to be released become so important to them all. But anyway, the AFL came in and did their presentation. What did they say? Same thing they would have said to you. Did they say that they were rude? Healthy at the moment. Yes, they did. They used that exact. Did they term. say? Did somebody say rude healthy? The finances are in rude health. <laughs> So, <laughs> that must be on his script then. Um, no, um, yeah, anyway, so the, the game's in good shape. But we sat there. This is what happens. I'm sure it happens with you. There's a cast of thousands for us, like a mm. massive room. Everyone came in. So Rue came in from South Australia and Lynchy from Queensland and Paps from over and Pav over west. So everyone was in the room. Like, I saw Pav as I left yesterday, actually. Yeah, yeah. A whole big crew. So then... Then you get the AFL presentation, and it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a good day, but it's a long day, and then the questions start. Right. And oh an, no. And oh an, no. And there's an audible. But it, it was interesting. The concussion stuff is the stuff that elicited the most response. But um, did you get the uh, concussion presentation as well from their legal man? Yeah. Yes, uh, the, Meady? Yep. Yep. We did. We did. So um, anyway, it was all good. The one question I did have, they because the uh, Laura oh, came. No, you it. didn't ask a question. I did too. only because I was sitting there reading it, and they said fines have gone up. So the ability yep. to fine players have gone up you know, commensurate with the increase in their salary. Mm. So I asked, how much? What's the maximum? Mm. And? Because you know, you know how we always used to say, look, five thousand is a lot of money, but you know, for these guys, I don't think it's being a deterrent. Mm. So if you hit them with a twenty thousand dollar fine for those silly jumper punches, whatever. You're not going to miss any game, but mm. write a check for 20 grand. That'll change. Yeah, oh, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. But now they said they've gone up. So I said, what's the maximum? Don't know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you feel the need Did you feel the need to ask a question because others had asked questions and you thought you had a better question or did you feel the need to ask a question because you really wanted to know the answer to the no, question? Well, no, I did ask my question about the minimum, which I brought up here among concussion, the 12-day minimum. I, right. I, wanted to, I, I did say that. I said, why are we so accepting of a 21-day break for a minor, minor, minor hamstring strain, yet when we say 21 days for a concussion, oh, no, no. So that and, was it. and what was the response to that? No, it, was, it got it was good. got heated, did it? Not heated, but it was engaging. Did you have a little bit of back and oh, forth? Oh, I did come back with another one. Did you really? Yeah, I just said it wouldn't be from the clubs. The clubs wouldn't be complaining about the twelve days, surely, because they just go twenty-one day hamstring. Mm. Well, we'll look after your hamstring, but brain twelve. Twelve how, days for the brain. How close were you to Chief when you were doing all Next this? Next door to him. Right. Could you hear him grumbling under yeah. his breath? Audible. Mm. Oh, oh, sit, right. down. <laughs> sit down, flog. Sit down and shut up, flog. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he, he was. He had to go out in the footy last night in the 36-degree heat, so I, don't yeah. think, I think he was, move on, move along. He looked at home in the heat, actually. Hey, um, thank um, you, Gary and Tim, for the Kane uh, Warner interview yesterday. I've listened three times on the app already. Can't wait to see the movie. Um, I've actually, always admired his story. That's that's great. Uh, let us know if you've gone and if you went back and watched the movie, Ameri yep. American Underdog, after you had listened to the chat with Kurt Warner yesterday. Yeah, Dermot loved it. He's the first thing he said to me. God, I loved that interview with Kurt Warner. Did he? Yeah. Good on him. Uh, Rhonda's already sent that through, actually, from Geelong. She went and watched the movie, and she said it was a beautiful little story, had her in tears. Phil, don't tell me Phil's 
Born on a leap day. G'day, Phil. How you going, boys? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. No, I'm not actually born um, oh. today, but I'd like to wish a very good friend of mine, Karen, a happy eighth birthday because he's actually <laughs> born today. He's eight. Mm. So he's actually 32, is he? 32 years old. So I'd like to wish him a happy birthday and uh, hope he has a wonderful day. Good on you, mate. Mm. Very nicely done, Phil. Every day, every time there's a leap day, just takes me right back to the Escort Cup grand final, it does, guys. It's actually Wisp Day. It's a leap Can we day. rename it? It's a leap day. It only happens once every I four hope you've years. I got that commentary ready to go. A there, clue right? from the back. Skipping over the rollers. Watson, Watson racing into goal. <laughs> Sits and has put it through. <laughs> well, what an opportune comment. Listen to the crowd. Listen to the crowd. Listen to the crowd. Hey, I want to play something now because we may not get the opportunity any other stage of our, our show this morning because yeah. this is ramble time and we sort of put some different bits and pieces into our program because of that. Now, Stephen A. Smith is the premier commentator of the game. Not a commentary man, but he is the... NBA or just sport in general? Just sport in general, really. But right now he's at his very best because it's all about the NBA over in the States. And he's everywhere. He, he, he is everywhere, as you'll hear him say about himself as well. But just to set this up, he's like he's like a cane corns on steroids, corns on steroids. Corns a million. On steroids, okay? But this is where corn needs to get to, right. I think, right? This so is an aspirational thing for this corn. This is something that corn hopefully is listening to this morning. I know that he follows Stephen A. Smith uh, religiously as well. So Stephen A. Smith has been trolled by the Pelican players, right? So much so they start to actually put his career up on social media. Like, he didn't have an NBA career. Did no, he, he didn't. Uh, he, he, what, his junior? He's, he's, his college, he, he went to a like a second, third, fourth <laughs> rated type college, right? right. And they, So they put up all his stats. They found some... So uh, the NBA players did, the, of the, of of the, the Pelican. New Orleans Pelicans. Pelican. Because he criticised Zion Williamson about his shape and size and you right. know yeah, all that type of right. thing, right? So they think he went too far right. and about the Pelicans so record, right? So they started trolling, right? So he <laughs> had enough, right? So he just looks down the barrel. I'm not going to play the 10 minutes, obviously. Mm. But this is part... These are the highlights of his 10 minutes. So this is brilliant, right? He looks straight down the barrel <laughs> and delivers all this to those at the Pelicans that have been trolling him. Do you know that by being named the Hornets and then the Pelicans, you have as many names as you do playoff series victories in 22 years? You've won two playoff series in 22 freaking years. You have the same amount of playoff series victories as you do names. And you talking about me? At least I'm not robbing the, the public by getting paid. For not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which was win. Basketball was good enough to earn me a full scholarship ride to a four-year institution that enabled me to get my degree, ultimately become a professional journalist, ultimately become a top-notch pundit, one of the best in the history of this country, who, by the way, gets paid handsomely for it. And, oh, by the way, I'm a New York Times best-selling author. This is what I do. And I've been number one at it. Can you say you've been number one at anything, New Orleans Pelicans? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Albeit rhetorically, because we all know the answer. Grow up. <laughs> oh, what about the tone, the voice, the delivery, the, the up, the down, the homework? There was 10 minutes, 10 
He went for 10 minutes in that manner. He went for just over 10 minutes, delivering that straight down the barrel. Now, Corn, if you're listening this morning, and I know they're going to be on tomorrow morning, he and King will be on tomorrow. Has anyone had a, who's had a pot at Cleveland? A lot of people have a pot. A lot of them. At some stage, he'll respond. And when he does, he needs to respond in a Stephen A. Smith manner. I dare someone to have a go at our man Corn, because he's got that loaded up ready to go. (laughs) He's got that loaded up ready to go. What do you say that he's. So have they not? They obviously had no success, New Orleans, as a basketball team. They've been in the playoffs a couple of times, but they've had no genuine success. They've had more names than wins, he said. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. When you do that, because I used to do it anyway, I used to get sucked into responding Mm. to all sorts of things. You've got to have a good, you've got to have Mm. one good one. Mm. And that's a good one, isn't it? You know what, though? When I was watching him, I thought, you know, he probably thought that he might go for two or three minutes, but he got himself so wound up and he got himself so enamored by what he was saying. You could tell by the expression on his face that there were so many times where he could have just pulled up and left it there, but then he obviously thought of something else. He thought, I'm going so well here, I think I'll just keep going for another five minutes. Just rolling and rolling and rolling. We loved it. Um, uh, don't forget the cricket's coming up, as we said, after us. We'll talk to Adam Collins, but Jared's over there, Ian Smith's over there, uh, Adam Collins, Dan McCarty. So first ball straight after breakfast at 9am this morning. We, um, we'll have a chat with Collar. I think there's a bit of rain around, so hopefully all clears by the time the first ball is bowled. Uh, SM Breakfast, you can book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au and we're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the ramble for our very, very good friends at Cobham Estate and I think we're heading up there. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are heading up there and when we come back, uh, I sat uh, and watched the football last night with a lip reader and what they told me was said in the huddle prior to the Melbourne game last night is extraordinary and I want to bring it to the table when we come back. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Great to have you with us this morning. And there's Tim, he's from down the peninsula. He said, I listened to the first podcast yesterday. Tim, welcome to the Mornington Peninsula. So you can go to the rabbit hole, listen via the SEN app, wherever you get your podcast, and it's all thanks to type. Our customer safety comes first. You famously said last week, or no, earlier this week, that you didn't think that uh, North uh, North Melbourne, Melbourne, would be able to kick more than 10 goals. It was tongue-in-cheek. For the year. Yeah, for the... No, uh, no, no, no in a game, didn't you? I don't know. what. It, that was our read-everything-into-it right. segment, which... Yeah. which the geniuses that the Herald Sun took literally. And so did the Melbourne Three football. headlines they so, got out of well, it. Well, Melbourne Football Club took it religi- <laughs> religiously too because the pre-game huddle, I slowed it right down because I thought, I just wondered whether or not yep. it's made its way into Melbourne. I had a, uh, just coincidentally, I had a lip-reading specialist just sitting on the couch <laughs> watching the football with me last night. And I said, listen, let's just slow this down. He did. And he said, Max said to the team prior to the game, let's show that... <laughs> <laughs> Let's have 10 by half time, boys. And they almost they... got there. They had nine by half time. Good and I believe that uh, I believe that uh, Tony Gustafson used the same thing. He tricked it up, though, because he used the AI. <laughs> he, he played that to the girls, too. They had 10 for the night. So you're inspiring sports Good. people everywhere. Well, I've got that same lip reader. I've got that same lip reader coming to watch Essendon play with me when you should have said they won the, win the wooden spoon. Uh, we'll talk about the footy more seriously out of seven. Uh, um, and what you made of it, what you took out of it from a, a Melbourne point of view and a Carlton point of view. Good news, Zach Williams got through the VFL and Clayton Oliver got through the VFL. So um, something to look forward to for those groups. They've got to play him though. Unless, unless with Clayton, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about it a bit later, but he, he's a lo- surely he's a lock to play in round one. I don't think he's a lock. 
You really don't think he is? No, physically... Big game against Sydney up there. Physically, they said he's ready to go. That's what Simon Goodwin said. So, so that's, if that's a good... Yeah, okay. So if, he, if physically, that means that in terms of preparation, yep. conditioning, they're happy. So mm. therefore, the only reason they wouldn't play him is A, form, which you can't not play him on, or B, because there's some penalties still associated yeah, no, with his behaviours over not, summer. It's not form, and it wouldn't be... Like he hasn't put his foot wrong for a month, right? But this is the whole. This is you know, as I understand it. The whole process is to say, it's it's just not a it's not okay. a rite of passage. When you say you're ready, you're going to come back and be a part of the senior team. You've got to train and play and behave your way back into that team. Okay, I don't want to put you on the spot here and have you say something that you might have had a confidential conver- no, conversation no. about. But is it like? A team issue now. Does it go back to the leadership group of the Melbourne Football Club to determine whether or not he plays in the first round? I don't think this. No, I think it'll be a coaching decision. But I think in consultation the, with the players, the commitment that Clayton had to make was to, as I said, train and behave his way back into the team. And over the journey, maybe for him, or certainly in, in recent years with star, superstar players, it's been. Oh no! Don't worry about that. He's, if he's ready, let's play. Let's let's you know forget about the whatever has happened in the past, or forget mm. about whatever. If he's good enough, let's play him. And I think this probably hasn't helped him. So, and you know, the you, players that you played with and I've played with over the journey, when they're right, we play them. When maybe we shouldn't have. Right. So let's you know make sure that everything's in place. And hey, they might come to the conclusion that he has. He has had six, five, six weeks of you know really good behaviours and really ticking every box, and they may play him, or they may say, okay, it's great. But let's see it for a bit longer. Right. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Hey, just quickly too. I meant to talk about this uh, earlier in the week. Have you? Are you a Reuben toasted sandwich man? Do you know what the Reuben is? Yeah. No. There's. A, isn't there a shop called Reuben's? I think there might be, but the they, at the Merrick's General Store, they do a oh, magnificent yes. uh, toasted Reuben. What is that? Got it's salami, salami on it. Well, it's it's not like, salami. They do it with a sourdough bread, right? Yeah. And Swiss cheese, some corned beef or pastrami. Corned beef, that's it. A bit of sauerkraut, like, which is you know, the cabbage that's sort of been yep. soaked. Yep. Yep. And then the dressing is a mayo, a bit of horseradish, uh, radish, paprika, Worcestershire mm. sauce. How do you say that? Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Um, magnificent. Mm. I, I think it's one of the, in terms of a toasted sanger, Wow. And there's the traditional, you know, cheese and tomato and ham or that type of thing. Turkish but, bread, did you say? Oh no, no, no. I said sourdough. Sourdough. A, a nice sourdough. But if if you haven't tried one of these, I haven't. And you're going out this morning, and maybe you're going for a smoke or whatever it might be, or maybe oh, for lunch or whatever. Not, not, the trade is not going to go. Gary, order I see, Reuben. Gary, I see toasted ham, cheese, tomato, singer. I see the tradies more and more buying themselves sushi and things like that. For morning tea and lunch. Well, Reuben's not. That's not a healthy. I know, option. but you, no, well, it's not such a bad option either. It's a, it's a fairly uh, yeah. Have a look at it. Extravagant have offer. A, have a look at. Next time you're down at the Merrick's General Store. I can't afford to go to the Merrick's General <laughs> yes, Store. No, I can't. Yes, <laughs> try a Reuben. Do you know what I've got to? Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to try that. I like. The, I actually like the sound of that. I'm, you know, I'm going going out to the Clayton South. Would they have one out mm. there today? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what's out there. A Reuben shop out at the club. What time are you heading out? Do you know, I've have you decided about, what you're going to do? do you know, if you're I've thought about nothing other than that for three I know, days. Yeah, I know it's been driving on your out mind. There. But you've, how long did they say that it'll take to three fit your hours. windscreen? Why does it take three hours to yeah, fit no, a windscreen? I know. Well, okay. <laughs> windscreen. Did you ask them? Not a windscreen man. I will be when I get out there. Have you actually spoken to anybody, or was it all done online? The booking? No. 
And you did speak you... to a, a centralised... A robot, did you? No, a centralised lady, and they just book it in for wherever you're you know, closest to. Did she sound like she was in a call centre in she Australia? She like she recognised me, that's for sure. Um, what? Did she sound like she was in a call centre no, somewhere in Australia? No, no, I think Australia? she was out of Victoria. Right, okay. Because when, when they say, where, where are you closest to or where mm. do you live, I had to explain it. Tony's in Brighton. He might be a Reuben man. G'day, Tone. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks. Um, Matt, I don't, I don't want to be too sarcastic, Gaz, but I work in the food and wine industry, mm. and everyone that I know eats a Reuben often once a week. Sometimes oh, often. turn it up, Tone. Just give me, just give me two seconds, Gary. Yeah, let's hope. A Reuben oh, sandwich sorry. is sorry. one of the most classic <laughs> sandwiches on the planet of Earth that we live in, and it's amazing. All right. Well, hey, what hey, we'll Tony. do, Tony, is we'll throw it open to our audience, who are as classic and down to earth as anyone, and find out how many people have a Reuben sandwich at least once a week. Because you said everyone does. If you want to take it to the next level, the mm-hmm. best thing to have with with it on the side is a glass of Fiano. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what everyone's hey, doing these days, Tone. They're just whipping out for lunch and a glass of Fiano and a Reuben. Fiano. As Dave has uh, stated here on the text, a Reuben is meant to be on dark rye too. That is true, but the modern version of a Reuben is a toasted sandwich. Is that the way that you have it, Tony? No, no, exactly. I mean, a Reuben sandwich is, you know, originates back to America and a long time ago, but we've obviously got our own adaptions of it here. And what's happening in Melbourne in particular in the last few years is that there's been this sort of little revolution of mm. boutique sandwich stores, like called Hector's Deli. You yep. know, they've got like two or three stores and the sandwich has actually gone to a culinary level that we've never seen before. Tony, I and love they're it. They're actually amazing. Stay listening. Go on you, Tony. Tony, stay listening because the first four nominations that have come through is ham, cheese and Vegemite. <laughs> so we're going to find out whether your theory that the Reuben's taken over the world is true or mine of the ham, cheese and tomato still dominates. Stay listening.